passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That is gotta go to work. It doesn't matter what your names are. You walk around here interrupting the rock, you like you haven't seen the sun in 20 years. You like you just stepped out of Oliver Twist. Please, sir, may I have some more advice, sir? You want some advice? Here's the rock's advice. Shut your mouth. What you want, what you want. How about what the rock wants? Allow me to reintroduce myself. I am. The jabroni beating, pie eating, trail blazing, eyebrow raising, talking is done, you're out of your class, no sleep till Brooklyn, the rock whoops your ass. Sisters, we are live on tape. Coming to you from Theater D, Row J, Seat 7. I am the Godfather Nate Milton, and this is the Rocky Maivia Picture Show, the world's favorite pop culture and pro wrestling program dedicated to the genius of pro wrestler turned thespian, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now playing this week, 2003's the Rundown. I need you to make a choice for me. A choice. Option A or option B? What's option A? Well, option A is you and I walk out of here nice and easy. We get in my Jeep and we drive back to the airstrip. And then we begin our long journey back to Los Angeles. There'll be no blood, no broken bones, and no problems. <laughs> What's in Los Angeles? Your father. It's option B. Pretty much the opposite of A. But I wouldn't recommend that one. All right. Well, since every Siskel needs an Ebert, every Ebert needs a Roper, and every Blaine needs a Twan, two snaps up, I've got a couple of special guests to help me break down the rundown. So joining me this week are two brothers that I'm sure most of you know very well. They are... Not only friends of the program, they are not only two of uh, my favorite 
reviewers when it comes to all things crazy in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, but they also are two jam-up guys, and they prefer to go by their Christian names, Mr. Thunder and Mr. Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, without any further ado, let me welcome from OSW, Brother Jay Hunter, Woo! and of course, V1. What is going on? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I've got to do my shtick. Hello! And welcome, Nate. Ro J, do you like that? Hey, 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 hey. You're hey. always getting put over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's JNV1 from OSW Review, the old school wrestling video podcast. One of the things I'm excited about about this show is being able to talk to old friends and new friends and just people that I know will have a, a, a good time. Uh, with this project, and so uh, yes, welcome to the theater. I, I hope the accommodations are nice. We've, we've got plenty of popcorn, and 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 I know you guys are, are fans of uh, candy bars, so we got plenty of bars here for you, brothers. But but what bars, Nate? Ah, oh, see, half <laughs> in the temple then. Setting me up there. I love it. For those that that might not know, you know, kind of what your background is with. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, when it comes to his movies, you know, that, that's where I always want to start on this show, because everybody knows about The Rock in the ring. But in terms of him being an actor, where was it where you guys kind of first jumped on with Dwayne The Rock Johnson as an actor? Oh, wow. Um, well, The Rock is my favorite wrestler, so I'll watch anything that he's in. Um, I know this is his fifth film. And the first one was Beyond the Mat, if that counts, documentary. Then The Scorpion King, had, like I hadn't seen uh, Brendan Fraser's movie, but I'll go see The Rock just for his cameo. <laughs> and then Mummy Returns. Um, oh, he played a mugger in Longshot as well. Had to go see that. Here's, never here's heard my 12 bucks. <laughs> uh, Scorpion King. And then now with the rundown. So, the fifth, uh, so he got, he's already rolled me for like 60 quid at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so. The the rock is a big old draw. Uh, for for me, the first time I ever saw him in anything that wasn't wrestling, I think he had a cameo in an episode of Star Trek once where yeah, yes, it was a where Star he Trek played Voyager. a wrestler. <laughs> the range was amazing, but uh, I absolutely marked out to him doing the rock bottom. Uh, I On think seven, he yeah. had a match of seven of nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah kicked her ass. That's brilliant because she's put over as the big badass. Yeah. And- in Voyager, but yeah, that's great. So, well, like, and he did the ooh, uh, alien people's eyebrow, the alien people's eyebrow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. nice, the extraterrestrial the eyebrow. Yeah. Um, ah, I like that, the extraterrestrial <laughs> eyebrow, the, the alliteration. The, absolutely. Uh, I also saw him in the Mummy Returns when he had that terrible CG cameo that looked absolutely abysmal, but it looked geek. Back it was in shine. the early 2000s as yeah. well. <sighs> yeah, was... yeah, real quick, real quick. Because I know on the last episode of The Scorpion King, I got some feedback. People wanted us to talk more about his cameo in The Mummy Returns. And so CGI Scorpion aside, what did you guys think of that? Because I thought they they found a way to make The Rock feel average, which is <laughs> kind of hard to do in, in that in that brief cameo. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spot on, yeah. Yeah, you know, to to uh, take one of the most over and charismatic men uh, on on TV and turn him into a bit of an afterthought takes some bloody doing. But 
uh, I won't lie to you. Uh, I was such a mark that uh, I went to see that movie in the cinema <laughs> only for him because I hated uh, uh, Brendan Fraser and I didn't mm. like uh, the first movie. So uh, Rock, to me, was a draw even in j- just a cameo. Well, you've gone to see Motorhead just to hear them play the game, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you how fucking angry I was when they didn't play it. (laughs) 200 pounds and they didn't play the game. (laughs) Did you show up in your Triple H shirt? Maybe. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a mark, it's terrifying. (sighs) But yeah, so, so for those of us that wanted to talk about The Mummy Returns and The Rocks, Wonderful job acting. Anubis, give me strength. <laughs> give me give me a scorpion so I can eat it. Like, there, there, there you go. There, there's your in-depth, comprehensive discussion of uh, The Rock and The Mummy Returns. Rock on. Amazing. Oh, so, before we get into the rundown, we have to take a step back and get into a little section that I like to call the Time Warp. All right, so the Time Warp is basically just, you know, looking back at events that were happening around the time of this movie's release. And, you know, since uh, I like to be hospitable, I like to relate the topic to the guests. So this movie, The Rundown, or Welcome to the Jungle, uh, to you fellas, uh, was released on September 26, 2003 in America. But the question to you is, do you know what song topped the UK singles chart that week? I have no idea, Steve. (laughs) Well, uh, Nate, because I'm a big fan and I listened to episode (laughs) one, of the Rocky My uh, of the Rocky My Aviv Picture Show, uh, which is an awesome name, by the way. Uh, I do know Nate, <laughs> mm. and it is "Where Is the Love" by the Black yes. Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas gets, uh, gets a bad rap. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> nice. But, like, for what they are, which is basically they were a serious kind of a hip-hop trio when they first started, but they didn't sell any records. And so they said, hmm, how can we appeal to a broader audience? I wonder. I know. Let's get the singing white girl from Kids Incorporated. Put in the group. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll sell millions. And they did. And this song is a hit. Uh, I believe it's Justin Timberlake on the chorus as well. 
Wow. I, honestly tell you yeah. that. I, think, mm. I think Justin Timberlake is singing on there as well. Did he have the ramen hair at that time? <laughs> yeah, because this, was, this yeah. was um this was the same year Justified came out. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, but my only complaint with the song is the laziness of uh, Will I Am and his writing in the first line of the song, which is, what's wrong with the world, mama, comma, these people acting like they ain't got no mamas. What? Oh, that was very lazy. You just can't rhyme mama with mama. In the, like, I could see if that was the last line of the song, but the first line is like, come on, man. That is a bit shit, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Speaking of a bit shit, uh, I checked up what happened on Raw this week. Whoa. When this was out. Uh, Do tell. So, um, the, this was actually the Raw after Unforgiven, 22nd September 2003. Uh, this went Bischoff and Austin were like co-GMs. Oh, um, okay. Goldberg speared Bischoff. Um, and Christian got himself DQ'd to keep the IC title belt away from RVD. Evolution refused to even have a match with Mark Jindrak and Garrison Kate. <laughs> what a team. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they just beat them up and then cut a promo instead. But they're like, oh, if only you shouldn't have the match. And so they just beat them up later on. That's um, how you get someone over, isn't it? Oh, my God. Uh, Tommy Dreamer got jobbed out by Mark Henry. And this this was during a time where uh, he was managed by Teddy Long and he had Rodney Mack with him. Yes, thugging oh. and bugging. Oh, the Mac Militant. <laughs> the Mac Militant is amazing. <laughs> was that, that was when he was doing the white boy challenges. It oh, was. That's it awesome. Was. That's brilliant. That is actually a great gimmick. Yeah. Trish and Lita beat uh, Molly Holly and Gail Kim. Hmm. And decent women's division. That's there. probably a good little match. Mm. Uh, oh, we got a promo on location where Shane was in Kayfabe Hospital <laughs> and Kane came in to beat him up. Is 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 this after he shocked his balls? That was Survivor Series. Yeah, it was building to the ball shocking. <laughs> it was building to it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So they're like, uh, you know, this is back when they did blood like every week, and this week, oh, how should we do it? And like Kane, oh, so Shano gets blood, but Kane actually just like tears open a pack of blood over his head, ah. and there you go. Yeah, he doesn't have to doesn't have to blade. Doesn't even have to blade. Thank yeah. God he didn't blade if he's getting blood poured over his mm. head. Oh my God, uh, Stephen! Uh, superheroes in training. Oh, oh shit, Rosie! <laughs> they actually got the big W this time. They beat up uh, Rene Dupree and Rob Conway. Oh, the French Not Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the world is Sylvan. Um, and then The Rock was interviewed on a red carpet. <laughs> for the rundown premiere is you know, outside his gaff like, they couldn't even get <laughs> Kevin Kelly or Michael Cole to go out on location they got Mark Lloyd oh I have no idea who Mark Lloyd is imagine Michael Cole but like in 60 pounds like. ouch yeah. <laughs> uh, and although Bischoff tried some shenanigans uh, Goldberg jackhammers and pins Chris Jericho nice mm. you know feeding off their WCW feud and that which just means the end result is the same. We, we, Jericho didn't get his match in WCW. Wasn't like he really no. campaigned for to wrestle Jer, uh, to wrestle Goldberg. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Goldberg wouldn't wrestle him. Right? He's like, oh, I'm not wrestling a midget like you. And he got really cute, annoyed about it. It's like, oh, how dare you call me out, and that kind of thing. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, riveting raw. That was nice. I, I like that. I, that might have to be, and that, that's that's a great thing about a new show like each week you're kind of 
fine-tuning the, 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 the product. And, and so, yeah, I think we might have to start doing that, finding out where Raw was uh, the week of these rock premieres. I love nice. it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Could, <laughs> you could tell that the rundown was filmed in 2002, even though the um, it was brought out in September 2003 by his hair. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like he is grasping on for that haircut. It's he like, is mate, clinging let it go. for dear let life. Because he came back, what, February 2003? Uh, no Way Out with the Shorn haircut and the awesome Hollywood song. And he looks so much better. Much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, boys, are you ready? To get into the rundown. Oh, let's do it to it. Welcome to the jungle. Well, welcome <laughs> to hell, Dorado. Oh, this, this movie, this movie. All right. So the rundown, again, uh, debuted September 26, 2003. It is directed by Peter Berg. Pete of, uh, Berg. Pete Berg. <laughs> Peter Berg of Friday Night Lights fame. Uh, he was also uh, the director of Hancock. Uh, he directed The Losers, which is an underrated film. And he directed a bunch of Mark Wahlberg movies that I've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, The Rock's Hercules in 2014. We did that one as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's also and not a great movie. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Brian and I talked about that last episode. Like, maybe the rocks should just kind of stay away from that whole sword and sandal genre. Yeah. It's I didn't not, realize not that thing. was a genre. <laughs> sword and sandals. I love it. But my favorite thing about Peter Berg is he played Irish Terry Conklin in The Great White Hype. Irish Terry Conklin? Wait, is this like Boston Irish? Or actual Irish? Yeah, because... Yeah. It's it's a boxing movie, and basically the story of the Great White Hype, which is, uh, you know, do yourself a favor if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a satire, and so you got Sam Jackson as this kind of Don King figure. Damon Wayans plays the uh, bored, uh, uninspired heavyweight champion who nobody likes because they they think he's lazy, uh, like he's never in shape. Uh, like the trainer comes in, he's like, "Champ, you're getting lazy, you're getting fat, you're out of shape." And uh, Damon Wayans is sitting there eating Haagen-Dazs, and he's, like, rubbing his belly. He's like, I'm in shape. Round is a shape. Oh, uh, that sounds cool. So they figure out uh, Jeff Goldblum plays uh, a uh, a uh, publicist, and he figures the way to get excitement around the champ is to build up a great contender. And, of course, boxing traffics in racial uh, divide. So he's like, we got to get a great white fighter to – build up and they get uh peter berg who's playing uh irish terry conklin this this random boston dude that beat damian wayans back when they were amateurs and the whole premise of the movie is they're building him up to uh fight damian wayans and all the craziness that kind of goes on around that so it's it's a good film oh rock on yeah it actually sounds like it's worth a watch it's very 90s uh if, if that makes any sense it's it's like that type of humor and Sam Jackson and Jeff Goldblum and yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a good time. It's a good time. Okay. Uh, but speaking of good times, in terms of box office, fellas, I I don't know if you guys cheated or not and looked ahead. Oh, I absolutely have to check this out. <laughs> okay. Well, for the listeners that don't know, the budget for this film was eighty-five million dollars. Like where? Yeah. And this <laughs> this film made Jay. This film made 
This lot, his second big movie lost money. Steve, that this doesn't movie lost money. That doesn't count to like forty million they'd spend on advertising. Advertising yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but like you, you know, this isn't the worst drawing rock movie. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's only the fourth worst. Oh god! <laughs> like you might think it's Doom, uh, but no, it Doom it's, made fifty six million. It's so it's grand. It's it, worse than so. You're telling me that it's not Doom. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a little ditty called Southland Tales. Which, yes. Which grossed one third of a million. <sighs> it's like I'd better go ahead and see this. Holy god! You know. Yeah. Uh, I think um, Brian was saying that this is actually quite an interesting film. It's yeah, more Brian a, loves Southland yeah, Tales, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have Brian Mann back for that episode. Uh, do you know what's funny, Jay? Like this movie opened at number one in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> in, in America, this was the number one movie the week it came out. It made eighteen million its first week. To, things were looking good, and then what, what happened? <laughs> and then the word got out about the film. <laughs> and I, I, I was gonna say, I don't know what happened because the uh, the competition didn't seem that stiff. I mean, Underworld was out. Uh, the Fighting Temptations. I know there are a lot of Beyonce and Cuba Gooding Jr. fans out there, but I don't know why this movie would have tanked so bad after a good first week. Mm. Mm. Very strange. Mm. Um, do you think it has anything to do that by the time this movie came out? Uh, wrestling fans who I'm sure made up the most of the ticket buyers, uh, they'd, they'd kind of gotten a bit pissed off with Rocky that they felt like he had, uh, you know... Um, He's betrayed. They, he see left him. them. Yes, yeah, you know? <laughs> and, and basically out of anger or spite that they didn't go. That's, that's a good theory. I, I think there is a little bit of credence to that. I also think... You know, Jay just read the the raw results. Like, if you compare this movie to the Scorpion King a year earlier, wrestling wasn't as hot. You That's know, it started yeah. it had started to cool off a bit. So, I think that also maybe had something to do with it. Uh, and then, like, this movie didn't get terrible reviews, but it didn't get great reviews either. So, you know, maybe all three of those things kind of worked in in concert to kind of sink this thing after a strong first week. Mm. Uh, it was written by RJ Stewart, who wrote Xeno Warrior Princess, <laughs> Sword and Sandals. And, yes. And by default, because he's written that, he's also credited for uh, Xena's porn parody. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> it has uh, OC's bird Lexi Bell in it. Mm. I think she was in Samurai Cop 2 as well. She is in Samurai oh. Cop 2. <laughs> I love Xena Warrior Princess. Like, like low key, like those silly Saturday, like Hercules, Xena. Uh, I think there was one called like Cleopatra twenty forty one or something like that. Wow, I've never the heard prim- of that. Yeah, the, the premise was, and I, and I might be wrong. Uh, I know there's some Cleopatra twenty forty one fans out there. They, 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 <laughs> You're they, going they to get three angry tweets, Nate. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna get one strongly worded tweet. <laughs> Uh, the premise between behind this show was Cleopatra was reincarnated into some random future girl who wakes up from this stasis pod, and now she's working with a team of aliens to protect the universe. That sounds 
such bollocks that I'd love to yeah, see. Yeah, it, it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, R.J. Stewart, who was uh, the writer. Uh, this movie was also produced uh, in part by WWE Films. So a uh, shout out to uh, Vinny Mac for for his Get hard his, work uh, on this project. Paycheck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, first of all, I want to know because this is a movie I've seen a few times since '03, and I'm wondering, Jay and V1. When, uh, uh, how many times have you seen this? Uh, was was your first time watching this movie for this podcast? Oh, I think once in the cinema. Oh, jeez, you gotta make me admit it. Once in the cinema, and then I bought the DVD. Wow! It <laughs> took me about seven films to stop buying rock DVD. <laughs> <laughs> you are a huge rock mark, aren't you? From '97, he hooked me. Yeah, whenever oh. he turned heel and joined the nation, there we go. Oh my god. Uh, uh, I I I have to say this was my first time ever seeing this movie. Uh, I've been putting it off for a long time, and uh, almost worked. <laughs> and, uh, and I was very happy to see that it was on Netflix, and I didn't have to buy it. So yeah, happy days are here again. Mm. That, that's what the show is, man. This is not just some silly review podcast. We're all about helping people and benefiting their lives by exposing them to the work of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And yes. Cleopatra 2041. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this cast, man, we've got, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We've also got the great Christopher Walken. We have uh, the lovely and talented Rosario Dawson. We've got uh, your man Stifler, uh, Sean William Scott, who we'll talk about here in a second. But maybe my favorite appearance in this movie was when we got that pass the torch moment about a minute and a half into the movie by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. I marked out, like, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. My favorite film is Terminator 2. So seeing, and I love The Rock, so seeing him and then, Arnold Schwarzenegger! He's like this, wait, was he just walking by? And he's like, hang on, will you do a line for us, please? Because that's what it felt like. So he was on, he was doing a Terminator commercial for the Super Bowl. And, yes. um, Rock was mates with him anyway and asked him, here, will you do a line in the film? And it's like, oh, it's um, have fun. So a lovely pass the torch moment. So he got it from Hulk Hogan and WrestleMania X8 and get it from Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was so proud to be your champion on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Two torches passed him. Awesome. Even though he's already left wrestling. <laughs> yeah, th- th- that was a really cool moment. I remember the first time I saw it. Uh, it, it surprised me, man, because, you know, this was about the time where uh, Schwarzenegger was phasing out of movies because he was uh, about to be the governor of California. Uh, and so just seeing Rock, like, walking to this club and just out of nowhere, have a good time. Okay. <laughs> I got, I'm with this. I'm with this. And then we go to one of my favorite scenes in the movie, the uh, the scene with the Rock and the football team, because I thought – Peter Berg did a really cool job of, you know, showing us who this guy is. Like, he can beat people up, but he's not aggressive. Like, he really wants to find the the most peaceful situation and peaceful solution. Uh, but people won't let him do that. You know, people won't take option A. They always want to p- take option B. And so we got a great little fight scene here in the club between The Rock and some random fictional football team. Even before they actually started, they had some on-screen graphics to say, hey, this guy's an offensive yeah. linesman and that. And that is the XFL logos that they're using. Yep. Really? Yeah, it worked oh. out so hard. And it's like, Schwarzenegger, 
the last day. XFL's in that too. This is just, it just blows my mind. How did this not make hundreds of millions? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, what did you think about that uh, opening scene, V1? Uh, I am with you here, Nate. Uh, this is probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, I thought it looked cool. I thought it set up everything really well. Uh, it got across Rock's character that he's a badass when he's pushed, but he's not like a dirty knacker badass, and he's not going to go out and look for fights or look for danger. But when push comes to shove, he beat the shit out of an entire XFL team. <laughs> like, they put him over so strong. It was great. Uh, yeah, loved, loved this opening scene. Yeah, the fight scenes in this movie, man. Like, I I, I think if you compare this to The Scorpion King, which was a bigger budget picture, I like the fights in this one so much more. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, I was just going to say, like, the, the premise of the film is, like, The Rock, he's a bounty hunter called Beck. He calls himself a retrieval expert. He's the repo man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have... All right. <laughs> that would have killed that film stone. Actually, couldn't have done any worse. Actually, yeah. Um, because he's a baby face caught in a traditionally heel position of bounty hunter. He wants startup money for his restaurant. So it's yes. a job from basically a mob boss to track down his errant son, who's Stifler, uh, who's off tomb raiding in the Amazon jungle in Brazil. So, like, you can just see him. He's on another job here, um, trying to get uh, disguised. One of the football players is 50 grand in the hole, and he's trying to quietly say, give us the money. Okay, then give us some collateral. And when he just gets rebuffed like three times and insulted, and then, all right, time to start smashing heads. He gave As a him, last resort. Yeah, like, you know, uh, like, uh, Beck gave him option A on a silver platter three or four times. Your man just wouldn't take it. So, you know. No. Shit went down. Yeah. And I, I we was, get the uh, highlight so of the movie at, as well. At, uh, at, uh, I don't know. I guess this was like the XFL great value equivalent of Michael Vick. Like he was supposed to be like this this dynamic quarterback that, that had a, this cannon arm and was a was a, a great athlete. Uh, but, but yeah. I think the line they used to describe him was he's got an arm like Brett Favre, but he he throws like Brett Favre, but he gambles like Pete Rose, which <laughs> a is a, a brilliant line. Mm. Well, was, was Pac-Man Jones busy? Oh. <laughs> you mean you mean you mean former TNA World Tag Team Champion <laughs> Pac-Man Jones? He's back. He's back. Who's the Pac-Man Pac Jones? Pac-Man Jones <laughs> gets a bit hillbilly, Jim. After it does. <laughs> So, yeah, that's like why that opening scene is probably one of my favorites, because you get everything you need to know about Beck in that opening scene in terms of what he does, who he is. Uh, you know, then later on, we get the the great introduction to uh, Billy, his boss, uh, played by William Lucking. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Billy. Uh, you know, we're not even really here to talk about international treasure. Uh, Rosario Dawson, uh, although we'll get to her in a minute, fellas. But uh, I know a lot of the listeners are here to hear our discussion about one man and one man only. Sean William Scott. 
Oh my god, this is the peak. Well, no, that would imply that any of his career was down. <laughs> like American Pie 3 had just come out uh, a month prior. So this is pretty big. This is his last appearance in the eight American Pie movies that have been made. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So, like he did come back in 2012 for um the American reunion. reunion. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like he was in the first three, so he got American Pie 1, 2, and Wedding, and then uh, there was Bandcamp, Naked Mile, Beta House, Book of Love, and then 2012, American oh, Reunion. All of them the 10 spin-off. on 10. I love the spinoffs, how they have to tangentially reference people. Oh, it's like, like uh, how many brothers? Ben Camp was like Stifler's, uh, yeah, Ben Camp was like Stifler's nephew, or not nephew, but his, his younger cousin. Yeah, uh, you know who has no shame? Uh, Eugene Levy. Hey. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> you might also know Sean Will- uh, Stifler, Sean William Scott, from, as Country Mac. Nope. In Always Sunny. Ah, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. He's also in the new Lethal Weapon TV show. Yes. Yeah, he replaced, uh, I forget who the, the original uh, Riggs was, but he replaced the original Riggs. Because the original Riggs couldn't get along with Damon Wayans, so it, it all comes back around to Damon Wayans. It all does, yeah. <laughs> sunrise, sunset. Sunrise. <sighs> oh, V1, what what did you make of your man Stifler here? Because I thought he was really good as, you know, kind of the comic relief uh, of this picture. Um, He's absolutely great at playing this one character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's probably the best at, at, you know, at doing this from this whole uh, time frame, you know. Um, I absolutely loved him in... 1999. In 1999. Uh, I may have liked him a lot if I saw this movie in 2003. Um I have to say, he kind of made me roll my eyes a bit when I watched it earlier on today. Um, you know, you know, he's a lovable old scamp, but uh, still, you know, a little bit, a little bit goes a long way. Yes, you know, I also did kind of want to punch him in his face. <laughs> <laughs> you know who he reminds me of here? He reminds me of early Ryan Reynolds. Before Ryan Reynolds kind of became a more well-rounded actor, like yeah, totally. Van Wilder, Ryan Reynolds, like this, this I, I, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. Totally. That's what he reminds me of totally, yeah. Because there's there's something there, like I think there's chemistry with him and The Rock, and I think they were obviously trying to set up a sequel that nobody asked for <laughs> at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely did, yeah. Because there is good chemistry there, but yeah, I think at times he he's it's almost like he's playing in a different movie. It's almost like going back to Ryan Reynolds. If you've seen Blade Trinity, oh, Ryan God. Reynolds and Wesley yeah. Snipes are in two different pictures. Yes, and which one is Jubilee Jin? Blade Trinity. One <laughs> <laughs> of he what gets job the fuck out in that one. Yes, man. he does. It's awesome. I can't lie, man. I know a lot of people hate Blade Trinity, probably rightfully so, but I, I kind of like it. I love Blade. Like, I love Blade 1 and I love Blade 2. I fucking love Blade 2. There's a, I think there's a bit of Blade 2 where 
Wesley Snipes does a vertical suplex. I love it. I just marked the fuck out of that. Like a British Bulldog delayed one? Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, oh, it's a gorgeous one as well. Like. Ready to die, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, you give me Blade, you give me uh, Triple H, you give me, like, uh, was it John Michael Higgins for some reason is in that movie? Uh, and Parker Posey. Like, Parker Posey does not belong in this movie, but I still enjoy her in in that movie. Yeah. So, Stifler here is playing Nathan Drake. From Pretty Uncharted. Much. Yeah, yeah. Pretty so, much. he's a very enthusiastic, positive, um, but quirky Tomb Raider. That's uh, a really good comparison. This This was the prequel. This was the Uncharted prequel they were working on. Maybe they're big fans. Naughty Dog, big fans of the rundown. <laughs> So the gimmick is he's pissed off the wrong people and The Rock needs to smuggle Stifler back to America to his dad's gaff. And what's The Rock get out of it? He'll get his dream business, uh, which is a restaurant. The, a quarter of a million to start up his own restaurant. Hmm, not bad. Which so is a theme. Like, I don't think they hit that theme enough. Like, we get a couple references here and there, and then it ultimately comes back at the end. But I thought they could have done more with the uh, this muscly dude who's actually a sensitive chef angle. A sensitive chef. <laughs> he, no, he's just cutting onions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, if if you thought Sean William Scott was uh, you know, kind of maybe a little extra in this movie, fellas, there's somebody that I think manages to out extra the extra. <laughs> And that is the great, the legendary Chris Walken. Holy God, he got all of them. It's like 150% of Chris. Like, he is playing a parody of Christopher Walken. Yes, in this <laughs> kind of like panto version of Christopher Walken. Yeah, his career is done at this point because, like, wow, there's a few shots where he's just, he's not even sucking in his gut. It's like, he's just <laughs> basically in a bloomers. <laughs> Holy shit, man. He was, uh, I loved him in this movie. Like, he's, he's so hammed up and so cheesy yes. that, like, I, I, I'm just like, yeah, give me, give me all of this and I will take it. I love it. Some of his lines are hilarious. Like, do you understand the concept of a tooth fairy? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, uh, when he's, like, there's a bit in the beginning when we first kind of, uh, meet his character or actually it's a little bit towards the middle uh we, we kind of uh understand this character of hatcher where he's speaking to the rock via the pa system in the town and it's kind of like a, a throwback to uh lynn lynn thigpen's character from the warriors where she's like the radio dj Mm. And but instead of you know this smooth like hey warriors word on the street is the pumpernickel gang's coming down the tracks instead of like something calm and reassuring like that we get you know hey uh this is my town here there's a lot of cows going on that's that's terrible terrible. (laughs) no that was beautiful that was amazing hey you you got the moves i give you that he was awesome. I fucking loved him in this movie. Ah, uh, he, he is. He and I think he's the perfect kind of big bad, kind of heel, uh, to use wrestling terminology for this movie. Like he's the Rock, as good as he is, he's not at the point where he should, you know, be fighting off 
with somebody the caliber of an Idris Elba or a Jason Statham. Uh, shout out to Hobbs and Shaw. But Christopher Walken feels like the perfect mid-card villain with just enough menace for this picture. Oh, man, you called him a mid-card? <laughs> Shit. I, mean, I love Chris Walken, but in this particular role, like Hatcher's, Hatcher's not Lex Luthor. Hatcher's not, you know, uh, Jason Voorhees. He's somebody that is making this town full of poor indigenous people suffer. But he's that, that's all he wants to do. He doesn't have goals of world domination. He just wants the money. He's not like he's not Shao Kahn and he's not Shang Tsung. He's no. like Jack. No, he's like reptile. <laughs> <laughs> It was like the first guy. Yeah, poor guy. Poor guy. Um, so The Rock and Stifler's stunt doubles uh, get in a Jeep and we see the sign that says El Dorado, El Dorado, hey, and that's the working title of the movie. And then he says, oh, welcome to the jungle. Ah, the other working title. Yeah. Wow, you guys. So that's the question, guys. That's the question. Out of those three available titles, El Dorado, Welcome to the Jungle, and The Rundown, which one would you have gone with if this were your film? I wouldn't give me any booking choice. I'd book this into the ground. <laughs> We're like, all right, let's get uh, Michael McGillicuddy. Let's get Bo Dallas in there. Mm. What's Virgil doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the run then is the least silly name. Like the most silly would be Helderado, I think. Yeah. 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 So I think run down is fine. It's um, very boring though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I prefer Welcome to the Jungle uh, out of the three of them. Um, I think Hell yeah, then, then you got to pay Axl Rose, though. Like, do, do you want to get into that business? Oh, fuck. I never even thought of that. Shit. He must have gotten that sweet payday because The Rock was in uh, Jumanji, Welcome yep. to the Jungle. He was. Yeah. yeah. Axl Rose is like, I can afford new cornrows. <laughs> <laughs> Time to start working on Chinese democracy, too. <laughs> North Korea democracy. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Cut that. I think I would have gone with, uh, if, if if I'm Sam Raimi, I think I'm going with Helderado. Because I think Sam Raimi would have made that movie work. Maybe like that, that Evil Dead sort of tone. If you just kind of say fuck it and just go all out wacky yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, definitely then. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, but if I'm trying to get the most money, um, I think, I think I might go with Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, because the, the rundown is probably the best title. Uh, but Welcome to the Jungle, you know, I might trick some, uh, stoned GNR fan into thinking this is a documentary. <laughs> Brilliant. And if it doesn't work and the movie bombs, you can just change the name anyway. Half <laughs> the temple scene. Yeah. That's so cheeky, by the way. You know, like, having the, uh, having the movie called different things, uh, you know, in different places, uh, just because, you know, this movie was a bit of a bomb when it came out. Let's uh, change its name in Europe, and hopefully people think it's a different movie, and it might make a little bit more money. It, it fucking works, Steve, because people have tweeted me, yeah. oh my god, did you see Revenge of the Samurai Cop is it? And that's actually just Samurai Cop 2. They've changed the name. <sighs> Genius. <laughs> so now I see why they did it. It made 670 quid. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, even with this, like, in terms of people responding to, you know, us soliciting feedback for this, like, so many people were like, uh, 
is this Welcome to the Jungle? It looks similar to Welcome to the Jungle. Like, wasn't, this, wasn't he in a movie called Welcome to the Jungle? And it's like, yeah, they're the exact same movie. Yeah. But then they start confusing it with Walking Tall and they had six other films. Oh, uh, Walking Tall. Not presence. to spoil my own uh, show, uh, I don't think I'll have as much fun next next time with Walking Tall because I, like, I haven't watched it in years, but I remember, at, even at the time, disliking Walking Tall. Oh, didn't uh, Jim Duggan get a cameo? <laughs> he passed, he, he didn't pass the torch. He passed the two by four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then brawl to the back. Rock's walking into the club and Jim Duggan's walking out and just, oh, <laughs> his hands <laughs> in the two by four. <sighs> and enter Johnny Knoxville. Oh, he's in that fucking movie, yeah. Oh, wow. So instead Ouch. of Stifler, they got Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, which, it, which it, I it think is a downgrade. Down. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because at least Stifler, uh, you know, Sean William Scott, I'm going to give him some respect, put put his government name out there. Uh, <laughs> Sean William Scott at least has some dramatic beats to this, like the time where they start talking about his dad. And, like, he'll he'll shut up for a second and, and have a serious look on his face. Or at the end where, you know, the, the dad's kind of berating him, like, Sean William Scott actually can play some of those quieter moments where I don't think Johnny Knoxville could pull it off. I I think you're absolutely bang on there, Nate. Yeah, he's a main event star. Like he co-hosted the MTV Music Awards with Justin Timberlake. <laughs> can Johnny Knoxville say that? Mm. Your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> <laughs> It was oh. great. He had a great spot with uh, their do Matrix parodies. That'll, that'll let you know what year it was. <laughs> Matrix parodies. Mm. You know, somebody, speaking of the Matrix, one of the great things about the Matrix was the fighting. My favorite thing about this movie, maybe even more so than The Rock, uh, maybe even more so than Rosario Dawson, is Ernie Reyes Jr. got a check. Oh, my God. He was awesome. Like, I, I hadn't seen this dude since... The Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. It's so good to see Ernie Reyes <laughs> TMNT2, Secret of the Ooze, Mark Dash. Oh, my God. It's like, he where was do the I know pizza he's... guy, right? He was a yeah. delivery boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, where do you know Rosario Dawson from? Oh, Rosario Dawson's been in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids. Uh, she was in Clerks 2. She was in all of the uh, Marvel Netflix shows, Daredevil, yeah, Luke yeah. Cage. Jessica Jones. Yeah. She's uh, awesome. Like, besides being easy on the eyes, she's just really, she might be the best actor in this movie. I, absolutely. Yes, definitely. You don't like Christopher Walken? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's all we should do for, like, the, the last 30 minutes of the show was just varying degrees of Christopher Walken impressions. <laughs> yeah, like she's Batgirl in Lego Batman, uh, Claire Temple in Luke Cage, Iron yep. Fist, uh, Captain Force, Captain Foster in Dishonored Two, and Alaris in Ratchet and Clank. Ah. Mm. Lots of oh. voiceover work. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. got a great voice too. So, uh, we had the we had the Ernie Reyes fight scene, uh, but. Maybe the biggest fight was not with Ernie Reyes. The biggest fight was not with Hatcher. I think the biggest fight, and you can back me up on this V1, was between man and monkey. 
<laughs> oh my god. Get out of here, monkeys! <laughs> A terrifying scene. Uh, holy shit. Um, who, who would ever have thought that the rock would be willing to take a role where he gets uh, face-fucked by a monkey in the middle of a jungle. Like, see, he was in the Brazilian Amazon. He didn't think African uh, baboons would be there. (laughs) But, like, it does make sense, because, like, they would have been flown over, and they'd be super horny (laughs) being cooped up in the airplane for that long. Um, So Stifler and um, The Rock... Uh, get fall into a booby trap and they get uh, hoisted up into the air and they see some monkeys, they see some baboons that are super horny. And Stifler's acting, like that scene, you know when they were casting, they just said, do this scene and let's see if you're right. Because that's why you get him, just for, because he, you know, when he's peeing and he's making these noises. I thought that scene was hilarious, by the way, when he's uh, trying to um, whip it out. Without hands. Without using his hands. It was great. Because he's like, oh, ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's straight up Stifler. That's yeah. why you got him. And there he's doing it. That's how you make your monies. Do you know the rock never zipped him back up? Mm. So what, so he's, just, he's just hanging down for the rest of the film. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, that's a way to get those pet water parasites up in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, less of that. Jesus Christ. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Every man's worst nightmare. Don't piss in Brazil. I, I think it's the lesson. <laughs> so the rock is much stronger than Tom William Scott, and he's like, okay, I want to collect my bounty. Um, want to bring Scott home to his dad. And Scott is obviously trying to run away and not do that, so he forces their Jeep um, to crash. And they have like a minute-long uh, falling-off-a-cliff scene. Ridiculously long. Where... The Rock and Stifler's stunt doubles fall for a solid minute. It's ridiculous. Like there's even a break in between where The Rock, like, or stunt double grabs onto a tree branch, and you think that's it. But then Sean William Scott tumbles in and knocks him into the into the uh, river. Yeah, like it just goes on and on. Like I'm pretty sure that their characters died seven times falling down that hill. It's it's it's, it's absolute madness. I just couldn't see the, this is just their stunt doubles and they're not close. Like, well, The Rock, he had, he hired his cousin, um, Tanawahi Reed, you know, and he's still his stunt double, you know, um. Which, I mean, that's gotta be a blessing and a curse. Like, obviously, it's cool to get work and, and, you know, your family's taking care of you, but at the same time, he has to get that big. Like, he has to get jacked like The Rock. And like, after a while, I'd be like, you know what? I'm getting older. I'm, you know, he's probably like in his forties. It's like, you know, I, do I really want to work out this much? <laughs> How? <laughs> you know, like, you know, back like here, back into 2003, like, you know, The Rock was, he's a big dude, but like nowadays he's enormous. Like he's yeah. so much bigger now, 15 years later than he was at his like, you know, Prime. Yeah, the attitude error, the gas station. Like, yeah, 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 it's madness. It's unbelievable. How is he getting away with this shit? <laughs> there was no bad testing. There was no wellness policy in Hollywood, I can tell you that much. Part-timers don't get tested, Steve. Allegedly, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, let's not slander the, 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 the uh, integrity of Wayne Rock Johnson, who is all natural, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. Have you seen his, uh, have you seen his Instagram feed? Rise and grind, clanging and banging. Clanging and banging. Nice. 
Uh, Nate, do you know, uh, where do you know Ewan Bremner from as the Scottish lad in this film? I know Ewan Bremner from this movie as Declan. Oh, wow, okay. Because uh, he'd be quite famous over here, relatively. Um, well, he was. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did bring out a sequel, so was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he was spotted in train spotting. Um, oh, okay. And he's like, bows to the ground. Because <laughs> he. Alright, he's Scottish and he's got the kilt and he's got the bagpipe, but then on his plane. There's a shamrock! What the fuck, mate? Yeah! You know? Yeah. I'm like, Celtic fan. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Alright, yeah, yeah. But then, alright, so when he's uh, playing the bagpipes at the end and he starts, he's, he breaks out a Nordy accent. I was, I didn't know what this guy was talking about. Like, you know, I was watching it going, I, I think he's Scottish. But he does sound more Irish. And then I saw the plane and went, that's it. He is Irish, but he's just doing a terrible job. But then he broke out the bagpipes and killed and I'm going, hold on a sec. He's fucking Scottish after all of this. <laughs> um, so, like. And, and, and spoiler um, alert, that, that's part of the reason why, besides the fact that I love you guys, that I wanted you on this show. Because I was like, nobody over here in North America is going to be able to decipher what Declan is. So I need to turn to the experts. <laughs> it was fucking weird. Like I, I didn't understand why The Rock had such a problem understanding him. He's speaking, he's talking about art, artifacts. And so, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the artifacts. Like, huh? Yeah, it was uh, very, very strange. Like, why not just let him speak in his actual accent as opposed to Scottish, yeah. putting on a, a faker version of it, which just sounds even worse, you know? But that's Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you saw in Marine Six, like with uh, uh, Becky Lynch's henchman, it's like, where the fuck she go? <laughs> like, oh, leprechaun action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think we've we've uh, overlooked this uh, young woman long enough because you know we mentioned her a little bit earlier, talked about some of the roles she's been in, but honestly, I think the romance that they're trying to insinuate between Rosario Dawson and The Rock, like the, the romance they're trying to insinuate between Mariana and Beck, it doesn't work for me on any level, despite the fact that these are two really attractive people. I think that's it. It's just uh, two attractive people on camera. They must be in love. <laughs> that's it. Like, because at the start, it was a bit of Stifler and Mariana. Yeah. But it was weird because... Uh, there's a bit where, okay, the three of them, eventually, she's a rebel fighter. The three of them get together and go off and search for the... Gota. Yeah, very good. The Gato, El Gato. Oh, the Gato. Streaming equipment, yeah. That, that might be my favorite line of the movie at the very end. He's like, uh, you talking about this, Travis, and this Gato? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, bravo, Sean Williams, Scott. That was an excellent reading. <laughs> There was a bit where, uh, just just with that, they have to go through a waterfall to go find it, and Sean William Scott uh, whips off his shirt, and you can see that he's jacked, but it actually, the camera cuts away from it. It's like, Rock, did you do that? Are you, are, only you can get your top off, is it? Oh. No, no, but you do get to see it later, so it's okay. A bit of, bit of female mire in there. But he, he jacked! Yeah. Like, he's never been this big. I, I would imagine if you know that you're going to, Yes. In a movie next to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, that you're going to be like, I am going to horse the roids out of it and <laughs> live in the gym for three months before filming. And he got into the best shape of his entire career, without question. Yeah, looks looks awesome. 
Yeah, I think that is a great assessment, V1, because, yeah, if, if somebody told me today, hey, Nate, uh, Kevin Hart has gotten sick or they've uncovered some new tweets, um, <laughs> I, 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 hey, I'm just saying that, you know, the Twitter remembers everything. Like, they've uncovered some new, new tweets that Kevin Hart's made, and we need a new, funny, short, black co-host. Uh, a co-star for the Rock's next movie, and we decided upon you. I would be in the gym every day until I had to be on set. Yeah. I'm Just to like, like, I've got to work out. He doesn't get. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to work out for like three months just to get in shape, and then I have to work out on top of that to have any type of of cuts to be next to the Rock. Totally. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Dude is jacked. He's, it's weird because even in, in wrestling, he's a huge guy. He's a horse, you know? But yeah. you put him beside regular people, like normal actors, <laughs> it's a holy shit. So he's literally, like, he looks three times as big as Sean William Scott. Yeah, dude, like, yeah. this guy's a monster. Uh, so we, we, we talked about kind of the, the setting of this movie. We talked about uh, the characters, uh, but... I think what we need to really figure out, guys, uh, because, you know, we, we, we've got this story that is very straightforward. Like, there's not, a, there's not a whole lot of surprises. If you've seen Romancing the Stone or Indiana Jones, any of them, uh, you've seen this movie. Oh, Romancing the Rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that could have been the sequel with Rock and Rosario Dawson. There you go. <laughs> Don't. They will lose $50 million. <laughs> By the way, Christopher Walken, how high were his pants? Holy shit. Grandpa Walken. <laughs> Jimmy Bennett, Bennett level pants. That, that might be my favorite Christopher Walken bit uh, when he was hosting Saturday Night Live. Uh, one of the times he was hosting and like he's doing a little song and dance and, and he's like, hey, everybody, I'm walking. And he starts, you know, strutting. I'm Christopher Walken. <laughs> what, that's, good. what a hero. That's, that's a solid bit, sir. Like I said, we, we kind of go through some tropes that are found in movies like this. Uh, you know, we've got the, the kind of thief with the heart of gold uh, in Sean William Scott's character. Uh, we've got the kind of peaceful warrior with the rock. We've got the girl that doesn't really get a lot to do in Rosario Dawson. I think she's kind of underutilized um, in this movie. Yeah, totally, totally. She's got plot points, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, plot points, yep. Uh, you know, and of course then, like, uh, two turds into the movie, uh, random heel turn uh, out of absolutely nowhere, which I really don't think did her character any justice, uh, you know. Um, it just kind of made her look a bit bitchy. Yeah, yeah, because it was after the uh, after the the uh, great scene with Ernie Reyes Jr. Uh, when they when they uh, beating everybody up on oh, his uh, hundred hand slap. Yes, mm. <laughs> yeah, the, like that that was a great scene again. Like so much fighting in the trees between the monkeys and Ernie Reyes Jr. and The Rock. Uh, but uh, we get the scene where they find the Gato, the the Gato de Diablo, uh, and Rosario Dawson's like, you know, I'll take that. It's like, oh, okay, Rosario Dawson. Uh, but you're right. It doesn't really service the character. And even at the end of the movie, like, I don't know if I like the character. Like, I'm happy for the village, but I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm really cool with her. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, she turns heel twice in the film. Like, she temporarily drugs uh, Rock and Stifler so she can yes. abscond with the Gacto. With, and, the, with the Cabolos roots. Yeah. <laughs> with the Cabolos. Oh my god, like her even bigger heel turn is she forgets to sell the weight of this massive gold trinket and she just picks it up and toss it around. Like it's at least 20 kilograms here and she's like, eh, it's like Sting with the tombstone when he's resting a bit. <laughs> just picks it up because it's styrofoam. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we get our big climactic scene at the end, guys. Uh, where we have like just pandemonium. We've got, you know, we start off with your boy Declan, who comes out doing his Braveheart thing, I guess. That's that's what we're going for. Uh, How did they get him on board with going up against an army of, you know, assassins basically? Like what made him turn face? That's a really good question because I don't think Rock offered him any more money than he was already getting just to do his job. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, the only thing that I could think of is that he wanted his cash, and so he went after Rock, you know, uh, to, to just kind of keep him, um, in his sights. But yeah. then that, but then that doesn't explain why he went out and he did this big super face, uh, song and speech <laughs> and put himself into the middle of a war zone. Hmm. Uh, it's very strange, uh, very very out of place. This, uh, see, guys, and, and you know, I, I hate to bring real world, you know, kind of logic into the world of this movie, but you know, as we were talking off air, you know, I've recently, you know, got licensed as an insurance agent, and insurance is all about the transfer of risk. And so, if I am Declan, and I have, let's say, you know, I don't know, let's let's be crazy, let's say The Rock is a $3,000 uh, fare. And I could either follow this guy and, and try to recoup my fare if he's alive at the end of this uh, while putting myself in danger. Or I could just be like, you know what? Sometimes you have to take an acceptable loss uh, and, and live to fight another day. I, I don't know if I would have done what Declan did in this movie, you know, even, even though he probably was getting paid a decent amount by The Rock. Uh, yeah, uh, I think sometimes you just have to cut your losses. And what he did was not very smart. Man, I love um, how Christopher Walken sees The Rock as the big deal. Like He knows he's the bad guy in the film. So when The Rock says, here's you know uh, option A, option B, uh, either you get out of town or two, I make you. Um, and The Rock says, all right, he laughs him off. And he's like, all right, everyone on the island, prep yourself because the rock's coming to town. It's like, yeah, because he's yep. the thunderstorm coming. Like, yeah. And that's great. That's that's awesome. He, You're now on the back foot, you know, trying to fend off the rock, which is hilarious. Also, the rock doesn't even bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> he brings his fist. Yeah, that's how you put someone over. <laughs> more deadly than a knife, more deadly than a gun is the rock. The rock. And the people's <sighs> eyebrows. Yes. You know what else I love about this, this final fight is, and we saw him earlier in the film, in, in the bar scene, when they first kind of interact with The Rock, is there is so much whip fighting in this movie. 
Yeah. Like, Very Indiana yeah, you Jones. Never, you never get quality whip work like this in, in <laughs> <laughs> I think that Xena Triple X parody. Yeah, yeah, whips are definitely something that, you know, uh, I'd be down for more <sighs> in movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, so, so we got, like, everybody, like, like you said, uh, Jay, he calls out the entire team to come fight this one guy, The Rock, a uh, couple of townsfolk, uh, and Declan. Like, it, it's really the, the Rock and the B team versus the entire force of Hatcher and his crew. And we get a pretty good uh, action sequence uh, going on here. Oh, man. I was thinking, um, okay, you know Terminator 2, um, Schwarzenegger's on the bike, he's got the shotgun, and how he reloads? He yes. does Thrills a massive it. twirl, yeah, and Rock has his version of this. He has about eight of them. It's so great. and Because like, he's dual-wielding shotguns. And he'll reload by kind of flipping them underneath his arm and yep. cocking it and putting it back. So cool. Oh, my God. And for God. somebody that is, is such – he is so averse to firearms, he's a great shot. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Like, I, I personally think this one scene has the, the, the best case of long-term booking that this movie has. Uh, because in the opening of the movie, the rock gets across that I don't use guns. Because bad things happen. Because bad things happen. Exactly. So that kind of puts it into your head that this guy is good with a gun, but he just doesn't use it out of choice. And then when he gets them, this is like when you're playing a game and you get this, like, super awesome... The BFG. The, the fucking BFG, a dual <laughs> reference. You get this super awesome weapon, and it's just like, it's go time. And he wields these dual shotguns like sniper rifles. <laughs> He's shooting people from about 600 yards away. <laughs> and uh, it's great. It's an awesome scene. I absolutely love it. Uh, He's super badass. They're real boomsticks he's got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I love that they have the hero shot where uh, he walks away slowly from a big explosion and that for some reason they blow wind in front of him. <laughs> His t-shirt goes yeah. backwards. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to show off all the goods, man. How about maybe that that explosion was so big that it created a vacuum and mm. it sucked air into the center of it. <gasps> How about that for you, Oh, I love it. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what happened. <laughs> now, if you wouldn't mind explaining how he road warrior hawked clotheslined a support beam of a building. It's like my favorite <laughs> part of the movie. It was awesome. It was I the best. It. He did a flying lariat to a building <laughs> and won. Yeah. I, I think it was the same construction company that used, you know, um, uh, Scott Hall's concrete that he hit Stone Cold's knee with in 2002. <laughs> it just goes into powder. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, man. Nate, I was watching that scene when he hit that building. I was just like, I love you, Rock. <laughs> Absolutely love this man. He's the best. Yeah, this is very much like a, kind of a precursor to what we'd eventually see when Rock joins the, the Fast movies. Where just this over-the-top physicality, this this stuff that shouldn't be happening uh, in real life, but 
the rock just plays it so well that that you're along for anything, no matter how absurd it gets. Yeah. Yeah. I was like watching this scene going, why has no one booked this man to play a Terminator? Please. Oh my God. Please make it happen. He'd be perfect for it. Ooh, maybe he's the Terminator that can finally kill Arnold's Terminator. And then, hold on, wait a minute, fellas, I'm bringing it full circle. At the very end, it turns out Rock wasn't the bad guy. He was actually a good Terminator sent back to get rid of Arnold's Terminator because, whatever, plot hole, plot hole. (laughs) (laughs) Let's figure it out on the back end. That's exactly what Terminator takes up. But they they, they make up, and, and so at the end... Arnold's dying, and he's looking up, the original Terminator, he's looking up at the rock, and before his lights turn out, he's just like, have a good time. <laughs> Book it, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Take my Goosebumps, goosebumps. <laughs> uh, we, need, we need more, we need, we need to see that now. Like, uh, I know Arnold was in the Expendables, but we need to find a way to get Arnold in the Fast movies. Yeah, make it happen. Someone make it happen. So then uh, to to wrap up this big fight, you got, you know, The Rock wielding uh, the two rifles. He's able to overcome this army. Uh, You get the great line from Christopher Walken, hey, you got the moves. Uh, I'll give you that. (laughs) There's a lot of cows. (laughs) There's someone else that goes, hey, why don't you shoot him? Because no one's shooting them. There's, you know, 50 people there. And they always patiently for The Rock to knock them off one by one. Because it's wrestling booking. This is Hogan in the middle of the ring and people running into his fist. I love it. That's more Andre booking. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should start a a rock bump challenge then. How many bumps Rock takes during these movies? Hmm. Gimmick it up, Nate. Get as many gimmicks as possible. (laughs) I was slightly saddened that he didn't do a kip-up. In this movie, he does kind of roll backwards to his feet, and it's not yeah. half as cool. Mm. You know, we we got the kip up in the Scorpion King, though. Yeah, he, he, yeah, can't, yeah. he can't put everything in every movie. He's got to spread it out. Yeah, pick your spots. All right, where's the get, people's elbow the, coming? I know we get the good people's eyebrow in Be Cool. Uh, maybe he's saving the people's elbow for, uh, what's the movie he's got coming out? The Jungle Cruise? Jungle Cruise. He loves movies in a jungle, doesn't he? A third jungle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does. Because he's got this. He's got Jumanji. He'll have Jungle Cruise. uh, Journey to the Mysterious Island. That random movie was on a a jungle, kind of. Oh, my God. (laughs) He just loves it. He loves jungle-themed movies, and he loves picking up for Brendan Fraser. Nice. Uh, Because Brendan Fraser was in the original Journey, so maybe that's the Rock's... Oh, maybe that's what we're leading to. Encino Man 2020. Oh, wait, was that wasn't called Encino Man here, was it? Wasn't like California Man or something like that? California Man. I'm not sure. It's much lamer name. <laughs> much lamer. West Coast individual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Encino. We get Pauly Shore and the and uh, Brendan Fraser and uh, who was the other guy? Was it? Was it Sean, Sean Astin? Was he in the Cino Man? Sean Astin? The guy from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he played uh, Rudy, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, think I he was in the Man. Poor bad for him. Sorry, mate. <laughs> 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 I know you're looking at it. 
Yeah, I think he was in Encino Man. So yeah, we got to get an Encino Man uh, sequel starring The Rock. I'm down. Thirteen <laughs> bucks, you can have it. Take it. <laughs> you'll you'll buy it on Blu-ray. Oh, don't let that get out. <laughs> <laughs> Something um just with these action uh, sequences because there's not especially when he does the fighting with uh, Pizza Dude, um. I'm quite saddened that they use so many quick cuts. Like, it's obvious it's kind of a hundred shots uh, stitched together. And it's like, you know, he's doing a Jackie Chan thing where I'm not going to use uh, guns until the end. But they don't really let you see the weight of moves because they keep cha- changing the camera angle so quickly. And it kind of, it it makes, it jars you a bit. So you can't get the full weight of the moves and it kind of, it kind of sucks like that. And something that action movies haven't fixed since, you know. Yeah, like... God, uh, maybe the raid is the greatest one ever for oh, for like having oh, full action scenes, you know. Uh, um, and it's uh, that's actually a great point considering he's he's a he's a pro wrestler who who you know made a living learning spots and then doing them live in a ring. Yeah, one take. Yeah. So like maybe that's down to you know the other workers that he's working with <laughs> during this movie. We're just not up to scratch. It's true. Actors don't know how to throw a punch. They yeah. always look shit in films, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, he's yeah. he's very good at the physicality in, in this movie. He's awesome. Yeah. I wonder, when I was watching this, I wondered why wasn't it a success? Like, the kind of annoying, chatty sidekick thing. And they've always got a lot of uh, chemistry between Stifler and The Rock. And it's like, you only really see this kind of thing in Disney movies now with the annoying sidekick. Um, so I feel, you know, I think. Well, the- well, hold on, hold on, hold on. What did you make? Because because we're wrapping up wrapping up the story. What did you make of the emotional beat they tried to play on us at the very end, where uh, uh, Rock Beck returns uh, Travis back home to his father, and we get this abusive scene with uh with uh, Billy. Uh, you know, being a real asshole to his son, and then you know the Rock's just there, and he's. He starts to feel something. Like, did did that scene work for you? Um, not really for me. Um, I kind of felt a bit forced. Uh, because you know we, like you know we learned very early on that Billy is basically you know like a mob boss, hmm. and you don't get to be that high, uh, in, in the pecking order if you're not an absolute scumbag who is willing to do what ever it takes uh but then you know the fact that he's doing it to to his own son um who has been missing for what we like you know i take it it's months um yeah you know uh kind of does put him over as being a top heel black hat definitely mm. I'm, I'm wondering like you know uh so the rock comes in and he's gonna do sean william scott a favor because he's about to be shipped off to chicago and like pay his penance and so he whips out um, fruit, supposedly hallucinogenic fruit. But Colobos, we bring back the Colobos, I like that. More long-term booking. It's a different fruit than the one they eat in the jungle. It is, yeah. because the one in the jungle had like little spikes on it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, charm away, yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable, like, oh, it's just a green fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, See, he calls it the same thing, though, so I think that might have been a, a continuity error. I think laziness. They only bought. They only went to the shops and bought one fruit. You see. <laughs> yeah, like we bought some kind of like 
crab apple or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, by, I think by that time in the film, Peter Berg was like, hey, let's just get this thing done. Probably, yeah. We are 85 million deep. We, <laughs> <laughs> we need to wrap up, lads. Here's some pears. <laughs> Hand me that Granny Smith right there. Let's just roll. <laughs> but, yeah, I I agree with you guys. Like, I did not feel the, the, the emotion they wanted me to feel. Like, it, it was very clear uh, that, that they're trying to tack this on again because we're trying to lead up to a sequel. So we want you to be invested in, in, in Travis here. And so like, I, I didn't, I didn't get into it. I did like The Rock just using his chef skills, his sensitive chef skills, uh, to take down Billy and the rest of the mobsters. Uh, but yeah, I thought that, uh, you know, that scene didn't work for me. And as a result, the end of the movie, kind of fell flat a little bit because the last scene is basically Sean William Scott doing his Sean William Scott thing and tagging along with Billy for some reason now and not Billy uh with Beck and if I'm Beck I'm like hey kid you know I just rescued you but you know I got my 10 grand for the restaurant and you got your freedom leave me alone like why why are we still hanging out yeah yeah I I, I, you know uh, Beck should have just been like I am Sick of the sight of you, Travis. I never want to see you again. Uh, like basically, just you know, go away, <laughs> leave me be, mate. A better movie, and I hate to say this and, and disparage the good name of the rundown, but a better movie would have had this same exact scene, but then The Rock would have played it like he just said. You know, screw off, kid. You know, I'm, I'm tired of you. I got, I did my job. And now I'm leaving. And he, like, walks away, drives away from Sean William Scott, and then we fade to black, and then we come back, you know, six months later, and The Rock's got his restaurant, and then maybe Sean William Scott walks into the restaurant. And that's how we continue the story, because this, this ending felt a little mm. a little forced. That would be good, mate, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking, you know, why not just go full kind of comedy and have them, you know, make a joke and, you know, both laugh and freeze frame. <laughs> Can they yeah. both jump up in the air? <laughs> you. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. So let let let's let's uh, workshop this. So uh, you, uh, V one, you can be Sean William Scott, and I'll be the Rock, and and you you try to tag along with me. Uh, okay, Beck. We've got the lightning and the thunder and the lightning and the thunder. Hey, just, just leave me alone, man. Like, what, what are you still doing here? Like, why are we still doing this? Because we're two peas in a pod, and we're great for each other, and we'll make 90 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I don't have time for this. I'm going to go home and take a nap. I'm feeling run down. to the jungle. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many ways this movie could have been better. Uh, but overall, guys, what did you think of this movie? Because, again, this I don't think that this was a bad movie. Uh, is it a great movie? No. But it certainly should have made more than $5 million less than its budget. It's hurtling into the conversation, but I will give this a 3 out of 5 know-your-roll. 
Mm. All right, all right. So, yes, for the uh, uninitiated, uh, we do have a special rating system that the, a team of experts have devised here. Two uh, experts. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, the official Rocky Mind via Picture Show grading system on a scale of one to five. If we rate a movie five out of five, if it's a classic, if it's something that everybody needs to see, we just went one-on-one with a great one. If it's a four out of five, you know, it's, it's good. It's got a, one or two flaws here that keep it from being great. Then that's a people's champ. If it's a movie with a bunch of flaws, but it's still enjoyable, you know, it, it's an average movie, that's a three out of five. That's a know your role. Now, if a movie's got a ton of flaws, but it's not the worst thing we've ever seen, that's a two out of five. That's a jabroni joint. And if a movie is terrible, if a movie is the worst thing that we've seen, if a movie is, spoiler alert, doom, that shit. <gasps> How dare you? I'll <laughs> <laughs> have you know there's a first-person scene in that film. And uh, that, that first-person scene is the only thing I remember from that movie. <laughs> I remember marking out hard in the cinema, and there was silence around me, you know, just... Disapproving grump. You just have people shushing you. (laughs) (laughs) This changes cinema. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it it, it changed cinema, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the movie's terrible. That's a one out of five. It's a it's a rock bottom. So Jay has given this. You said a two out of five. I'll give you a spell three out of five. I like Stifler and I like The Rock, and it's fine. You know, there's nothing that disagreeable in it. You know, it's a Fine way to spend a Sunday afternoon. All right, so we got to know your role from Jay Hunter. V1, what say you? What say I? Well, uh, this was the first time I'd ever seen this movie, so I was going in with a clean slate. Um, and I have to say, uh, this is a pretty much like an average movie right across the board. You you have, you know, average plot average characters that you would see in this type of movie um so maybe the action is a little above average uh i think the acting wise um i think sean uh, sean william scott is great at what he does but he's not a great actor when he's doing anything else and you talk one- about this travis and this <laughs> 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 um, and even the the rock, uh, he's pretty, you know, young in, uh, you know, and he hasn't really kind of found his his role as an actor. He didn't know his role. He didn't know his role. Mm. Yeah, Jay. So you know, he's 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 very good at playing the 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 kind of you know big badass guy, but in in terms of actual acting chops he doesn't really get to do much um still the character of the rock has went into a movie here pretty much it's the same guy yeah, yeah. Much. um so yeah uh so everything is pretty much average except for some of the action scenes which i thought were done really well um i think that the rock uh looks great like he has a presence on tv he like this guy is a superstar um he moves great he can do his uh, spots really, really well. 
Um, but overall, uh, yeah, I think I'd have to to agree with Jay. For me, this is a three out of five. It's a know your role. All right. Is that mostly because of the rock bottom and the road warrior animal? <laughs> I do believe that the that there will be a correlation with wrestling moves and higher mark. <laughs> so if you just you know break out of you know break out wrestling moves like give me power bombs, give me jackknives, give me give me drop kicks, lariats, everything, uh, and you may get up to. A great one. <laughs> It'll be huge marks for huge marks. Exactly. Uh, nicely done. Nicely done. So that's two Know Your Roles. This movie is interesting, guys, because I think if there were anybody else, you know, Brian and I played the game last episode. Would, <laughs> would the movie be better or worse with another actor? And so... Like, if I'm thinking, like, would Ben Diesel make this movie better? I don't know. Would Jason Statham make this movie better? Yeah. Yeah. Would, would Wesley Snipes make this movie better? Probably. Because then you'd have crazy Wesley Snipes and crazy uh, uh, Christopher Walken going back and forth. Ooh. Oh, he'd get the gato, and then he'd sell it, and then not declare it on his taxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get him. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, I think The Rock neither hurts nor helps this movie. I think this movie kind of is what it is, and The Rock is good in it. Uh, I like the team with him and Sean William Scott, even though Stifler gets a little too much at times. Uh, Christopher Walken is 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 crazy, uh, but I like him in this movie. I don't know what the hell your boy Declan's doing. <laughs> uh, I don't think Declan knows what Declan's doing. <laughs> and Rosario Dawson's kind of wasted, which is a shame because I think she's the best actress out of this whole bunch. Mm. And she's pretty. Oh, my God. And yes, easy on the eyes. Uh, but I did really like the opening scene. Uh, like, if the rest of the movie were kind of like the opening scene, I think this would be easily a people's champ. Uh, oh, wow. But there wasn't enough of that. Uh, I thought that uh, there was some funny stuff in here. You know, the the Travis and the Gato stuff, Christopher Walken stuff is pretty pretty funny. Uh, but there wasn't enough outside of Sean William Scott. And again, like I said, a little bit of that goes a long way. So I am going to agree and give this movie a three out of five. It's a know your role for me as well. Like it's not terrible. It's one of those movies where I think, like, if it, if it's coming on cable and it's a rainy Saturday afternoon and you just flip through the channels and it comes on, you'll probably stick around to the end. <laughs> you won't change the channel. If they ever re-release this on Blu-ray and you look at the back, it's like, Nate Milton, three out of five, it's not terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible. You'll keep it on the channel if there's nothing else on. You may watch it <laughs> to the end. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Oh, um, before we get out of here, there's a couple things we got to take care of. Uh, we did set up a feedback thread on post wrestling. I set up a poll on post wrestling, post wrestling, the forum, uh, postwrestling.com. And I wanted to know what the listeners thought of this movie. Guys, do you have any guesses what the listeners gave this movie? I'm going to say they're like, 
they're, they have their thoughts from 2003. So it's going to be very fond memories. So, um, it's probably a three on five as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it's not four on five. <laughs> oh, I don't, I can't see it going as high as a four. Uh, I think a three, you know, will be the most likely, but I, you know, I could see it slipping down to a two also because, uh, I, I do think that some people might find, uh, Stifler a little bit grating. It's yeah. like watching a Tom Green film or something. Oh. Daddy, would you like some, some sausage? sausage? <laughs> <laughs> like sausage Which is uh, a ten, obviously. Tom Green is great in small increments. Yes. Twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hate to see him last year. He, nice. he did stand up in Dublin, and yeah. his first thing is like, "Yes, I'm doing good. Don't worry about me. Haven't been on TV, but I'm doing good." <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'm off the smack. <laughs> There's so many people like that from like the early 2000s, like Tom Green. Uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Andy Milanakis. I know the yes, name. Yes, yes, Yeah. Like he was the guy that looked like a kid, but he was a grown ass man. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that's like a very 2000s thing. Uh, but the feedback thread on uh, the Post Wrestling Forum. 75% of the audience gave this movie a know your role. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, good, good job, lads. Good job. Yeah. 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 Level head. Yeah. 25% of the people gave this movie a four out of five and said it was the people's champ. I love wow. it. Wow. Wow. Four out of five. Just, <laughs> just, just, just to say that is the second highest tier of all movies. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was the baboon face fucking that put yes, it over, and rock selling for a plushy uh, baboon as well, oh. holding it at his face. Oh my god, you know, <laughs> like that scene, like the scene where he's where he, the the they're fighting the the monkeys, but then also when he's uh, under the influence of the the, the Colobos, and he's like, "Get out of here, monkey! I hate monkeys. Why can't I be back in L.A. with the concrete?" <laughs> like the rock i'm assuming that was all ad lib from the rock you know peter berg's just like hey rock just you know say what you'd say if you were on drugs and a monkey was in front of you oh yeah that was straight up rock actually the get out of here nobody likes you monkey like insulting the monkey's feelings i i dug that uh, it was awesome um sean williams got the kind of thunder and lightning with his legs and his feet that was ad lib yes. as well oh really yeah yeah and the director just loved it so much we're, we're putting that in the film that he like and bring it back yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he did it three yeah, times yeah holy <laughs> shit he Roman Reigns the shit that's <laughs> he gets something over oh guys do you want to hear some uh, interesting news though oh yeah hell yes because if you love this then uh just just imagine if we could get more of this and as recently as 2016 Peter Berg has gone on record to say he would make a sequel of this with, of course, The Rock returning. But instead of Sean William Scott, the sidekick would be Jonah Hill. Okay. 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 I can I can see that. I'm sorry. Stiffler needs the work, though, so, you know. Get yeah, I don't, <laughs> why would you go the trouble of making a rundown sequel, which is essentially a buddy film, and only have one guy? Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. Like, let's bring it back, Bad Boys, but instead of uh, instead of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, we're gonna reboot Bad Boys. But instead of the, instead of the two of them, 
let's bring in Will Smith and Mike Mizanin. Like, huh? <gasps> I, I'll, yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> if Mizanin in it, take my money, please, Mr. Burke. <laughs> Uh, just yeah. they're, they're, they're trying to apprehend somebody and Will Smith so like bad boys bad boys what you gonna do and then this is like when my hand goes up your mouth goes shut oh, oh yeah can, this is this right it's, oh my God. and we're going to somebody make... give me Bruckheim on the phone <laughs> we will make minus 40 million where's Michael Bay <laughs> But yeah, would you guys be interested in a rundown sequel starring The Rock and Jonah Hill? I'd be down. Um, I'm a rock mark. I'll pretty much go and see anything that he brings out. And Jonah Hill, uh, as you know, has has it proven over the years that he's got really good chemistry for the like buddy movies with the Twenty One Jump Street movies. Um, so yeah, yeah, why not? Book it. I'm more of a Sean William Scott mark. Mm. <laughs> so I'll probably give him the money he needs. You know what? I'm going to split the difference. Like, I I think this might be the time. We might be in the climate now where the the nation, nay, the world, is ready uh, for the rundown two, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, part two, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, but instead of uh, Jonah Hill and instead of bringing back Sean William Scott, I'm going to split the difference and say The Rock and Seth Rogen. Like, I think that'd be a good team. That'd be good out crack, actually. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm just going to watch Ice Age Collision Course in it, because Johnny Williams got in that. Is he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is, uh, he who's he replacing? Uh, he plays Crash in it. Is, um, so I can't think, because wasn't, wasn't that John Leguizamo, or am I thinking of a different movie? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's available, and he's cheap. <laughs> you know, I don't. Oh. I don't think it would make the sequel would make much money. But yeah, here, listen, thirteen bucks. Well, bring it out first, and then we'll see. It would make more than uh, eighty, eighty point nine million dollars. Yeah, totally. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, and whoever wrote that, whoever wrote that on Wikipedia, is just being petty. Like, why wouldn't you just round it up to eighty one million? Because <laughs> they're very mean. <laughs> Uh, but you know what wasn't mean, fellas, this uh, this time that we shared together this week. Ah, jeez, it was awesome. Thanks so much for having us on the show. Yeah, always great to talk to you. Like, And, uh, yeah, we mega powers collide here, you know, yeah. like with uh, Keep It 2000s and usually talking to David Arquette, actually, and Vince Russo um, and the impact and stuff. So, yeah, oh, man, it's great to do something with you again. And congratulations on the Rocky Maivia Picture Show, which is an amazing name. It really yeah, is, mate, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, it's, so it's my it's my thunder and lightning. Like I knew, I was like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do something with his name. I just can't have this name sitting here in storage. Totally, totally. It's a, it's an absolute win. And uh, he did a great job with Brian, having Brian Mann on as well. It's cool. It's like the old team rides again. You know, that was cool. Um, and he brings a kind of different aspect to the show as well because he's very much a movie TV producer guy. So facts and figures and production. You know, anyway. Yeah, and we're just two yeah. gobshites who like to have a bit of crack. <laughs> <laughs> we do talk a lot of bollocks. We do. Uh, but real quick, before we get out of here, folks, uh, we'll be back on the other side with some props and plugs. But I know you're wondering, what is the next film that we're going to review, which shouldn't really be that big of a mystery if you just look at The Rock's filmography and go down. 
Because <laughs> we're doing this in chronological order. But playing next time in the theater, 2004's Walking Tall. War hero Chris Vaughn has returned home. Ma, Chris is here! Hello, Puddin'. Come here, man. It's good to see you. Hope to see you around. Do you? What made you come back now? I grew up in this town. When did you get tired of being all that you could be? No, I'm still all I can be. Yeah, we'll see about that. But the town he thought he knew has lost its innocence. This ain't exactly home anymore. Welcome to my world. He's not Jay from high school. He hurts people. It was close. Crystal meth. Where'd you get the drugs? Where? From the guys at the casino. I'm not gonna let this stand. I'm the sheriff here. I'll tell you what'll stand. Now, one man won't back down. Guess that changes our relationship a bit, huh? Whoever did this left him for dead. The sheriff's up for re-election. Maybe he could take his job. Morning, deputy. No, 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 no. You know I hate cops. You've been sheriff for about two minutes. I'm already starting to hate you. What's the problem, sheriff? The town's changed now. See, the only thing changed around here is you get to put on that nifty little badge. Get your taillights fixed. What's wrong with my taillights? They're broken. You're gonna get hurt. Search him. Step away from the vehicle. Where did you learn that? Cops. That's a good show. Stand up. I need you to keep an eye on my parents' house. Do it. Sheriff, are you home? <laughs> Fight back. Walk tall. The Rock. This is my town. Walking tall. All right, so that is what is playing next time on the Rocky Mavia Picture Show. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. You know what? Do you do you guys want to want to sit in my place and watch Walking Tall? Because I have a feeling I didn't like that movie in 2004. I don't think I'm going to like it in in in, in 2019. Um, I have seen this movie. And from what I remember of it, uh, it was just a slightly worse version of this in pretty much every way. <laughs> so <laughs> with Sean William Scott, we get uh, we get Johnny Knoxville instead of uh, my man Christopher Walken. I think is it Neil McDonough. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> and. Uh, Neil McDonough, who has been, he's been in a bunch of things. Like, he's a really great character actor. Um, he was Malcolm Merlin on Arrow. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, I think it's Neil McDonough who, he's like the, the working man's Christopher Walken. <laughs> Christopher working. <laughs> there you go. You can have that one for free. <laughs> I, I will Ooh, take it. Wait, hold on. Uh, Malcolm Merlin on. Arrow, is that not your no, man, John Barrowman? That's John Barrymore. I, I, I'm thinking of uh, McDonough is Damien Dark. Oh, okay. Oh, he was okay. in Marine 3. <laughs> yeah. All comes full square. <laughs> okay, yeah, Damien Dark. Yeah, Damien Dorica. As his name would be in Irish. <laughs> if Declan was uh, pronouncing it. 
We don't know what Jackson is. Uh, But what everybody needs to know is what OSW is. So this is our props and plugs section of the show, fellas. So, um, you know, to paraphrase the great Christopher Walken from this movie, uh, you got moves. I'll give you that. So why don't you let the people know where they can find you, where they can listen to you, where they can see you, where they can get that OSW goodness. Oh, that's very kind. Of it. Well, uh, myself and Steve and the third twat do OSW Review, the old school wrestling video podcast where we talk about wrestling from usually about 25 years ago. Three Irish lads talk for 90 minutes, uh, get nothing done. <laughs> People like it. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. But there you go. Um, you can, if you put us in the goggle box, you'll, our YouTube will pop up and you can watch that. Actually don't, um, because, um, our most popular video shows up and that's lesbian pollen. So Steve uh, OOC has stopped uh, recommending people do that. So go do that in spite OOC. <laughs> it's the best reason to do anything. Yeah. Oh, and you can hear me on uh, Post Wrestling. They have the Post Wrestling Cafe feed. Um, I did a review with Smack and Whackum with John yes. May. Yeah, that was a good one. And in the future, uh, depending on when you listen to this, um, there'll be a review of... Uh, two Simpsons episodes Ooh. with wrestling in it. One of them great, uh, old, the old man and the Lisa where Mr. Burns and Lisa make a recycling plant and, uh, because Burns is, uh, has to foreclose his home and the hitman's interested in buying yes. it. The Bret Hart's on the Simpsons. And there's another one, oh, wow, season 24, the dark days, um, where Grandpa Simpson, he reveals his past as gorgeous grandpa, gorgeous Abe. Okay. Yeah. That actually so sounds like pretty, that, that sounds not terrible. <gasps> it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yes, yes. Good, good stuff. Oh, uh, Twitter, social media, where, where can, where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me at V1 underscore OSW. Uh, sure, you know, give us a follow and, have a chat and if give out to you about modern wrestling and give out to me about modern wrestling and how great the selling of golf <laughs> uh, and of course if you are into video gaming uh, come and watch me uh, streaming games on Twitch uh, at twitch.tv forward slash OSW review where uh, I'm actually currently working through the Resident Evil 2 remake awesome and it is glorious and I'm a nervous gamer as it is, so if you if you want to see a fully grown man shit himself live over the internet every night, it's a good way to spend an evening. Rock on. If you want to catch Nate, it's N, the number 8, M-O-Z-A-I-K on Twitter. I like that. I like that. See, I didn't, I didn't even have to say it. You know, that's, that's, that's what good people do. Well, speaking of video games, though, V1, would you be interested? In a video game adaptation of the rundown, or, or would that just be like a Walmart great value version of uh, Uncharted? Ooh, it depends on which way you actually did it, Nate. Uh, if you were going to tell me that you were going to do a big kind of blockbuster third-person action shooter, I'd probably say, nah, no, you know, leave it. But if you told me that you were going to do, you know, like a 16-bit, side-scrolling, shoot-em-up, beat-em-up, uh, I would be all in. I yeah, Take my goddamn money, please. I thought you were like, going to say an Atari Pitfall game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
So what you want is Double Dragon, but it's it's instead of uh the Double Dragon Brothers, it's it's The Rock and Sean oh. William Scott. Yeah, oh, yes, please. The Just, devil got to. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. He can punch down Rosario Dawson in the stomach at the start. Oh, oh. And, and then at the end, you have to fight to see who gets her because women are prizes in video games. Oh, no. <laughs> Double Dragon was such a weird game because, like, the people you fought, they like they were, like, random mooks and random, like, prostitutes for some reason. It's very strange. Metal pipes, and you would have to beat up these women who, I guess, they were just trying to do their job, but now the Dragon Brothers are in town. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely mental, yeah. Uh, Bimmy and Jimmy uh, would just beat the bejesus out of everyone, <laughs> male or female. What's more progressive than that? Exactly. Equal opportunities. Ass-kicking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're terrible humans. Come watch our show. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a beautiful plug, a beautiful plug if I've ever heard one. Uh, as Brother Hunter mentioned, you can find me on Twitter in the number eight M O Z A I K. Check out the Kings of Sport. Uh, it's, I, Chase's been on the Kings of Sport before, haven't you? The K O S. I don't think I have. It's it's the one uh, pillar I haven't uh, clotheslined through yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think like I. I'm, I want. I was thinking maybe we'd invited you on for our WrestleMania series, but yeah, maybe we'll have to make. Maybe we'll have to rectify that this year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Mania. Play all that sports ball. Eh? The tightest eight hours <laughs> on TV. <laughs> the fastest eight hours you'll ever experience. Oh my god! I'm already dreading. Yeah, it. yeah. I don't <laughs> want to watch WrestleMania this year. <laughs> You know, it's 45 minutes of Bray Wyatt. Like. Oh. <laughs> Becky would be great. The rest, eh. Do you know how much of that show isn't Becky Lynch? Like? Seven hours and 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Maybe we'll have, we could make a rundown remake using all wrestlers. With, uh, uh, like, Bray yeah. Wyatt could be Christopher Walken. Becky Lynch could be Declan. Ooh. Mm. What about Rick, Rick Flair? Hamming it up. Holy as shit. Hatcher. So oh. Ric Flair. Just going mental. Yeah. I yeah. I'd like to get um Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn work. You know, I think they'd be a good buddy cop. You know? Yes. You know, buddy totally. comedy they also. Yeah. Totally. Sami Zayn in the uh, Sean William Scott role. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> His career's gone as well. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about American Pie Nine? Yeah? Why doesn't The Rock show up for that? Mm. Oh, they could all go out to a restaurant, and the chef comes out from behind the uh, kitchen, and it's The Rock. And then, like, the rundown exists in the same universe as American Pie, and Stifler and Travis are the same person. They just didn't know it. Oh, my God. But they can't touch each other or else time cop happens. Time or, or, cop. <laughs> I was thinking like could the rock would ask, hey, do you like some pie? American pie oh, my God. American <laughs> pie. Just trying to beat that horse. I love America. I've watched all of them and they're all great. I stopped after three. You're missing it on so much. <laughs> Prove me wrong. This one time at Van Camp, it doesn't matter what happened at Van Camp. <laughs> Here's what you're going to do. The Rock says, take that flute. Shine it up. (laughs) (laughs) Flute means something quite different over here. (laughs) 
I'm glad this, this, this show is uh this show is playing to an international audience. Yeah, yeah, classy show we do, a classy show. Funny <laughs> enough, uh this show uh much like you know the rundown is known as uh Welcome to the Jungle over on that side of the pond. Over there, folks, the Rocky Maya Vic, Maya Via Picture Show is known as November Rain. So that's a fun little tidbit. I love. I was going to think the Flex Cabana Picture Show. Oh, that's that's a good one too. I was I was stuck on the uh, Guns and Roses. Oh, it's an awesome motif. I love it. I was and I was I was hung up between Sweet Child of Mine or November Rain. Fine <sighs> from uh, Terminator Two. Yeah, good times. Anything with T two is a winner if you you know if you ask me. I bought the newspaper twice because it had a poster of Terminator two in it. Is there? Yeah, black and white. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's the only movie I've ever bought on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, and. Wow. Oh my God, Steve! I I bought it on Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is Jay. <laughs> Seriously, I did. Yeah. A winner I is you. I don't even own a player. <laughs> Shout out to all the Laserdisc aficionados out there. Both of you, yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> Probably the same two people that watched uh, Cleopatra 2041. <laughs> <laughs> On Laserdisc. <laughs> They've got that in uh, that VIP show with Pamela Anderson. They've got that on Laserdisc. VIP, yeah. oh my God. Holy shit, <laughs> you're bringing it back. I love it. <laughs> uh, this, I think this has been like the longest plug section. Ever, uh, but I, I love it. I'm cool with it. Uh, in Grandstand for a long time. Uh, the Kings of Sport, which uh, Jay may or may not be on, and maybe we'll see if V1 is available as well uh, for their WrestleMania thoughts. Uh, the Kings of Sport, you can find that at kingsofsport.com. Uh, check out the Patreon, uh, the Kings of Sport Patreon, if you're into sports and, and pop culture talk. Myself and Marcus Vandenberg, we've been doing that for five years. Uh, want to give a shout out to Austin James graphic design for the logo for the show and I want to give a tip of the cap to brother Braden Braden Harrington mm-hmm. uh, of Up Next fame for coming up with uh, the great theme that you hear so uh, shout out to those people and finally as I always like to mention uh, I am a licensed insurance agent so uh, anybody in North America unfortunately I don't have jurisdiction on on your side uh, of the world today. Uh, but anybody in North America, if you're looking for home, auto, life insurance, annuities, anything like that, I can uh, I can help you out. You know, give me a call. We 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 can do some business. And uh, I'm sure that my services, regardless of what they cost, they will cost you a lot less than a Gato Diablo. Because <laughs> that's that's priceless. Talk about this, Travis. This gato. That bit of, yeah, the last scene where she holds it up and it's the World it, Cup. It, yes, it's such garbage. It's like you know this film is shit. Yeah, 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 I was waiting for Ricky Martin, and this will date me. But I was waiting for Ricky Martin to show up. The cup of life. Ole, ole, ole. <laughs> Here we go. Like, I don't even. I think Robbie Williams sang the last World Cup song, but like I'm, I'm behind on my World Cup themes. Or else that that song, you know. With the drums like do 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 that is a soccer song. Uh, so all the all of a sudden all the townspeople in uh, El Dorado just show up with uh, Vuvuzelas. 
Oh my oh. god. That would have got him out, you know, in he or he. Yeah, eight eight minutes, like, yeah, I'm out. I'm done. I close the mines. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> close the mines. I, I can't stand this noise. <laughs> it was like that was like a William Shatner Chris yeah. Walken. Yeah. Bleh. <laughs> Fella Lagosi walking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so this this been this been fun, guys. Uh, but I I think we have to end the show because I don't want to use up all of uh, post wrestling's bandwidth. Uh, <laughs> but uh, again, it was great having Jay Hunter and V One from OSW on the show. Check them out. Give them a follow. Uh, check out V One on the Twitch stream. Uh, they they do good work. Cheers, mate. Thank you very very much, Nate. It was. Loads of fun doing this. Thank so you. Good- <laughs> I just got a hot dog. So it's a goodbye from V1. Hey, Gabu. And Nate. Go bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, like, I appreciate that you guys are bringing your, your own bits. Uh, but if you listen to episode one of the Rocky Maivia Picture Show, you know there's only one way to end the episode. As always, folks, remember, Nubian eyes are watching you. <laughs> That's Tap right. The temple. All right. I have to say, um, and so, so survive some people. Take a view. And myself, Jay Hunter. And remember, a winner is you. People will be annoyed if I don't say. <laughs> Mostly <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Turn your ass on out of here. No!